Well, hello, and welcome to Make It a Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Ryan Lee coming to you live and direct. And again, have just such an unbelievable opportunity to speak to a great friend and an incredible leader, Mike Scala, who is the CEO of Western Shelter and Crew Boss. And as we've mentioned, um, it's about finding incredible leaders and talking with them so they can share some stories because it hasn't been easy for any of us. But I think as we all stick together and learn from one another, we can all get better. So, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Ryan, you're welcome. Uh, great to be here. Great to be speaking with you. And I, I always enjoy the positivity and uh, looking forward to uh, walking through this, uh, this session and interview you know, together. Perfect. Well, one thing I have the pleasure of knowing is I know quite a bit about Western Shelter and Crew Boss, but I think for our listeners, they probably don't. So if you wouldn't mind first just kicking off a little introduction about the companies that you run, and then I would love to hear the story about why those are the companies that you're still with. Absolutely. So uh, Western Shelter is a turnkey provider of base camps, which are used by first responders, uh, wildland firefighters, and uh, the DOD. And so anywhere where you, you have a mission and you have people and you're in an austere environment, our products uh, are there. And Crew Boss is a certified um, PPE business. And so we equip firefighters with the flame resistant uh, clothing that they need uh, and, uh, and, 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 and that they're in service with putting out fires. So everything from you know, going into a burning building to a forest fire. So those are, those are the, basically what we do. So uh, it's an it's a, it's a interesting way of saying we make tents and we make shirts and pants. But, but powerful tents and powerful shirts and pants that do make a big difference in a lot of lives. And um, obviously I've gotten to know you extremely well and I know you come from the East Coast and here we are talking on the West Coast. Kind of what brought you out here and um, what was it about this company that attracted you to being a part of it? Yeah, so um, a little over, probably about five and a half years ago, six years ago, this business was acquired um, from the entrepreneur and founder uh, so he, you know, the businesses were about, uh, right now are about 32 years old. So at about year 25, he sells. The business went through a lot of change um, in really hard times. And so um, I had uh, prior experience in kind of the expeditionary uh, uh, space. And so one of the partners who um, uh, owned the business uh, networked in and we had a conversation and it just, it, it was a, it was a big challenge. Uh, and at that point in my career, I was really ready for, uh, for one. And you know, my, my wife and I talked about, uh, you know, living in another part of, you know, the, uh, the U.S. And so Oregon is a beautiful place. And so that, that made a lot of sense and check the box uh, family-wise. And then for business, it was um, an incredible challenge to basically turn, you know, this business around, um, which we have done. So it took us uh, a good amount of time, but we've um, been growing really, you know, 50% year over year. And this year will be no different. And so it was, it was really about the challenge and the lifestyle change and uh, working with some great people out here. And it's really easy to get behind the business where you're supporting, you know, uh, first responders, firefighters, and obviously your, your, um, uh, uh, your servicemen. So Absolutely. that's, that's kind of how I got here. I love it. And obviously to your point, and I know you and I have talked a lot about this before is you guys are kind of ready and are the backbone in a lot of cases for first responders and things come about. I think we've seen hurricanes, we've seen tornado. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of natural disaster where I know you've gotten involved in other opportunities. Have yet to see a pandemic until we did now. Yeah. And so 
you guys are uniquely positioned that all of a sudden you get a call and you know you got to respond. Talk to me a little bit about how this potentially was different and how you've kind of navigated this, especially since you're in manufacturing and you got to have people still mm-hmm. working. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we were, so historically, I mean, we've been, you know, in forest fires and uh, kind of providing, you know, products and services there. Um, we responded to 9-11, we responded to Katrina, earthquakes all around the world. And so we're, we're used to um, kind of getting these interesting and crazy calls, right? And, 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 and so we're wired that way. Um, none of us have ever experienced a pandemic, right? And, and or anything like this. So it was, it's, it's the unknown of unknowns. And it's, you know, you hear a lot now and in, in just kind of new normals and what inning are we in? Are we in the second inning or the eighth inning? And so, you know, it's, it's really been about, you know, how do we respond to our, you know, and work with our existing customers. So we're still working with FEMA and Department of Health and Human Services and what have you. But now we have this new pull that was coming from private hospitals for surge capacity, uh, patient screening, you know, all of these, the things that you're seeing kind of in the media, you know, we, we were there. And so it was really an explosion. And, and, and it, again, we'd, we'd get interesting phone calls where people would, they'd call us and they're, they're like, don't you have a field hospital in stock on your shelf? And then, no, not exactly. Uh, let us understand kind of what your need is. And so because we are system integrators, we have to understand exactly what they're trying to do in a temporary structure and then kind of walk them through. And you're doing that with people who aren't prepared to respond to these events. So normally we're doing it with, you know, first responders and people that are They've spent their careers, you know, going into places that everyone else is running out of. Now we're dealing with people who are not as, as prepared. And so you kind of have to walk through them. So it's, you know, a lot of urgency. There's been a lot of, you know, phone calls with people in, in high, you know, high intensity and, and what have you because of the unknown. So it's, it's really tested us in, in, in a big way. And, um, you know, we're still in service now. We're still, you know, dealing with customers um, and, and partners uh, to this day, you know, in response to this pandemic. So we see, we've seen a lot. We've never seen anything like this. And were you guys deemed essential right from the start? Yeah. So we have, we have uh, existing government contracts and um, we were part of, um, field hospitals that were going up. So the Javits Center, the McCormick Place, there's a bunch of them kind of around, around the U.S. And uh, we work with the United States Army Corps of Engineers on different, you know, systems. So they look at cost benefit, uh, you know, patient flow, um, you know, logistics, all of those, you know, uh, variables. And so we've been working there. But really from day one, you know, all of our contracts um, deem us essential. And then we would have to flow those down with specific you know, letters and information and, 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 and reference our, our suppliers and get really deep in our supply chain because they were shut down. Because we have suppliers, you know, kind of all throughout the U.S. and in other parts of the world. And so specifically, specific to the U.S., we said, you know, here's, here's, here are the contracts you're on and here's why you're essential. And then they, they, they be, then become an essential um, business as well. So it's kind of, a, it, it, it was an interesting way for us to supply chain map during a pandemic where you have your vendor who's critical and they say, Oh, I'm sorry, we're shut down. And we're like, well, you can't because you're on this contract with us. And, and here's, here's why you're, you're essential and you're important and what have you. We, we had, you know, senators and governors and, you know, people involved at various levels to approve those, those things, you know, in various States throughout the U S. Perfect. And one of the things I keep hearing from you kind of is the theme of communication and education and whether it's supply chain education, whether it's current customers, 
how do you guys do that? Is it a phone call? Is there mapping? Kind of what are some of the things that you guys do? Uh, so externally, um, a lot of it is, um, you know, we have, you know, the standard, you know, we have, you know, direct, direct contact with, uh, you know, our, our, our technical, you know, our technical salespeople essentially, and, and, and they're less salespeople and they're more product specialists and, you know, in system integrators. Right. And so they reach out to them. We've gotten everything from, you know, a social media post saying, please have someone reach out to me. I have a need for your product to a phone call, to a text message, to emails through our website. So um, we're, we're, we're very well known in terms of what we do. Um, so our core customers knew how to get to us. And then, you know, the new customers who are responding and never had to do this before, they're kind of using, you know, standard social media and, and search, you know, to, to find us. And, and again, you know, we, 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 we're, we're a B to gov business, you know, essentially. And so we're not, we're not really, uh, we're not an SEO, you know, we don't, we don't have a huge spend in that. And so it would be, a, you know, harder for people to, uh, to find us. So communication wise, I mean, once, once a customer or someone in need finds us, we know, we know how to service them. Right. Uh, so we have that piece. And then, and then there's also the internal piece, right? So as, as, uh, as, as we're responding to this pandemic and responding to our customers, we're, we're also working remotely in some instances. And we only had essential people in because we wanted to make sure that we were managing our facilities, um, you know, to, to, to uh, local and state guidelines as well as CDC guidelines and what have you. And so, we, for, I mean, it sounds silly, but we never used MS Teams until the pandemic. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, we're doing that because we would do all hands meetings once a month, you know, in person and with some call-ins and things like that. But we had to just move instantly over into, uh, into, into something that we're a little, a little less familiar with. Got it. And I, speaking of that, and as you have moved to that and done that news, we're still kind of in this and you're still learning, but like would a Microsoft Teams or some of the pivots to technology, do you see that? maybe sticking with you guys as you move forward? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so it's, um, you know, you, you know what, you know, and, 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 you know, luckily for us, I mean, we had all the, we had all the infrastructure in place. We just literally had to turn it on and have some of our people train us to do that. And so we started conducting, you know, uh, you know, before we, we do all hands meetings once a month and everyone would get information and we have a standard suite of how the company's performing and key customers and initiatives and, you know, answer questions and go through that. We actually moved from in the short term to to weekly, and then we've since moved to to biweekly. And then we have to do it also with people who you know. So we have we have different groups of people. So we have people that use technology in in their in their their um, you know behind computers all the time, and then we have you know production employees who are actually fabricating. You know, so we have we have sewers, we have electricians, we have plumbers, we have you know welders. So they're not on you know, uh, they're not using that, that IT. And so we still have to get to them kind of in, in person, but then now socially distanced and in smaller groups and things like that. So for us, what we just said was we're going to just communicate more often and, is, and in many ways as we possibly can newsletters with paychecks and through, through our system and all those things. So we're doing a lot. And I think then our employees said, we have, we really appreciate this. And they, they were fine with us even backing, backing down, but you can imagine everyone's like, was the business going to shut down? Um, are people being infected or not? What's going on? So there's a lot of unknowns. And what we found is you can never communicate enough. Absolutely. And I've definitely heard that theme come up quite a bit. 
Um, as you think about yourself as a leader through this, Mike, and, and again, you guys have been prepared for, I think you're very unique from any business I've talked mm -hmm. to that all of a sudden you do get a phone call and here we go. But what are some things that you've learned about yourself during this um, that may have surprised you or just, yeah, just kind of curious? Uh, so, so for, for me, um, and, and maybe this is just because I'm, I'm no longer, you know, the young CEO, I'm kind of the middle-aged CEO. So uh, now nothing surprises me. Like, and it, it, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. It's like when you've seen, you know, all of these different events that go on that are in the media and, 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 but you're part of the system that's responding to it and you're getting the calls and you're, and, and, and you're, it's just at this point in time, it's, I, I don't want to be tested any further on this, but, but I, I don't get surprised uh, like I used to maybe, you know, five or 10 years ago. And I think with that, you, you, you develop kind of a poise or a confidence in terms of, you know, people want to follow someone who knows how to get to the other side of something that's pretty difficult. And I think that's important for a leader to kind of say, okay, you know, we're in the unknown, good leaders lead through, you know, uncertain times and here's kind of what we're going to do. And, and so, you know, for me, it was, you know, that I actually, I actually think I'm more, I was more prepared than I thought I was, which is, which is actually an epiphany in, in some ways. With, with with our employees, you know, and, and I borrowed this from another, um, uh, you know, CEO after I, I was talking with him. And I said, you know, with our employees, you know, there's kind of, you got to set the tone. And there's really three things that, that we looked at. And I said to everyone, I said, one, the most important thing is the health of you and, and your family. It's like, if you don't have that, none, nothing else, you know, matters. And that's the thing that we're most focused on. And if you think about it in a, in a privately owned for-profit business, generally people don't say that, right? So we said, well, you, you guys come first. Normally our customers come first and it's in our values and it's the first value customers come first. That's why it's first. And, but we said, you guys come first this time. Uh, the second one was we want to provide a sense of normalcy and what is a, a pretty chaotic period of time and, and crazy things going on. And then the third one is if we check those two boxes, we do have a mission to uh, fulfill and we're responding. We're supporting the responders who are responding to people who are scared and who are sick. And so those are kind of the three things that, that we, that we did in terms of setting the tone, you know, here and, and everyone in our business. And, you know, we have 180 employees plus, you know, our partners, um, which, which that make product for us, which is about another, you know, 130. So, you know, directly on our, on our, on our goods and services. And so for us, it was really that tone setting. So I probably say, um, you know, just I'm grateful that I'm in the seat leading the organization through a period of time where we can actually be in service and help in a more meaningful way, provide normalcy um, and, 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 and do good while doing, you know, do well while doing good. So that, that all, that all matters. So that's how I'd, a long way of kind of coming around and, and answering your question. No, but I think it's a great way to talk about that in the sense that, one, you've got to find that purpose. And like you said, a lot of times your purpose really was that customer first, but now we've got to shift that a little bit because of, of where we are. And it is the health and the, the happiness too of our employees to find that normalcy. But I love the idea too, that as you talk about of finding a way to see where you're showing up because you can show up really well because you're doing what you're doing, but all of us can too, right? We all can find a way to make a difference um, in someone's world right now, especially during the pandemic. And it doesn't have to be because you make a tent that saves lives in a hospital. It could be yeah. because you helped to make the gentleman that was, uh, or, or a female that was 
putting your gas in your tank safer because you had your mask on and you were helping them. I mean, there's, there's just lots of different things that we can do, but I think finding that purpose is really important as you reflect back. And as you just shared that for anybody that has maybe not had the confidence or hasn't been given the privilege that you have of kind of going through some tough stuff before you got here, any words of advice or things to kind of share with some of those leaders that maybe this is like the first time they've ever come up with the, Oh my God, what do I do? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, each company and each leader has a has a specific challenge, right? And and we're fortunate in the sense that, you know, there's there's increased demand for our products and services. And and I'm and I'm again I'm grateful for that. At the same time respectful that another leader's challenges may be that their market is completely disrupted or in some cases shut down, right? And if you know, you can see what's going on in the airline industry and if if, if it's retail or event event specific you know these things are kind of and you're dealing with you know things that are tough um the the how i and you know from a turnaround standpoint and the, the companies I've, I've i've worked in i always anchor myself back to something my father told me years ago which was the tough times and the bad times are always temporary and all you can do is make the best decisions in the moment that you can today and don't think too far in the future when there's stuff going on, just kind of make each day as good, you know, better than it, than it can be. And if you look at it and say, today I've moved this business forward in a positive way relative to where it was yesterday, you're gonna get to the other side of it. And I would say for me, it's what I use to maintain resourcefulness doing turnarounds. Cause I've, I've you know, I've been in businesses where you're, you know, two weeks from running out of cash and having to lay people off. And that's pretty urgent and you don't get a lot of sleep at night. But for me, it was just kind of taking one piece of time when the goal is too big. And this is, there's a ton of, you know, how to break down goals into smaller chunks. All this, I would literally use the training that you have, use your network, break these things down into smaller pieces. And, and, and then the, the goal isn't as daunting. And, and take your wins day to day. And, and we will all get to the other side of this thing and we'll be, you know, stronger uh, by going through it and you'll be a stronger leader. And, and the only other thing I would add is, you know, if you, if you look at yourself and you have doubt, the question I would ask you to, you'd, you'd, you'd ask yourself is, is there a better leader that can lead this organization through this during this, this time? I think the answer to that, if you legitimately ask yourself that is no. You are the right person at the right time in this company's journey and at this crazy time to bring the company that you're leading through it. And again, when, you know, hindsight's 2020, there's a reason they say that. And so when you're on the other side of this and you look back, I think you'll, you'll see that you, you, you've done a tremendous job, you know, during, an, I mean, unprecedented times. Absolutely. I think that's incredible advice. I think breaking things down reminding yourself that it comes in 24 hours, right? You don't have to look out a year from now, just do the best you can with what you've got. And I think as we all know with leaders and you have this every day as I've been around you, none of us are perfect. We're gonna make some mistakes, um, but don't beat yourself up over it, learn from it and keep going because people are looking for you to be that beacon, to be that North Star of like, oh my God, if, if Mike's freaked out, then I'm really freaked out. And you know, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's having that confidence and that, yeah. And one thing I would add too is, you know, I, I think really good leaders, you know, that, you know, when you're 
when you're building a business and you're leading a business, you're not doing it by yourself. You have great people and great teams around you. And so, um, you know, rely on them. And maybe it's a point in time where, you know, because I think, you know, leaders or, or, or people at the top CEOs are very driven oftentimes and they want to solve every problem. They put the weight of the world on their back. And maybe that's the wrong thing to do. And the, and, and, and the, the right thing to do would be to expand, you know, your, you know, how you're looking at a really complex challenge and allowing the best ideas in the room to come up. And those are the ones that we go with. So I don't think anyone does it alone. I think every great leader has a great team uh, around them. And, and, and so I would say leverage that team as well, too, because they're, they, they're probably scared and they also have ideas, too, and they also want to be part of the solution. And so don't put it all on yourself and, and kind of share that, that weight appropriately and allow um, the team to, 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 to get through this together. And once you do that, I mean, if, if you can make it through this, that team is galvanized and so tested that the, the challenges that follow, you know, this time, it, it, it'll kind of, it may be funny, right? Looking back at it and saying, well, guys, if we got through a pandemic, we can absolutely launch that new product, acquire that new customer, you know, or buy that business that, you know, that, that we've been kind of angling and tr to figure out. So that, that's, you know, with all this, there's a lot of opportunity for growth and I would just, you know, err on the side of being more positive. Absolutely. I think that's great perspective. And I always think too, when you're going through times like these, as you're jotting down notes or putting bullets down or things, remember it. And to your point, when that next opportunity presents itself, I hate to say challenge, I always think it's an opportunity. Um, you got this because you, to your point, you conquered a pandemic. You're still in business. Like, yeah. you know, that goes a long way. Um, well, Mike, I, can't thank you enough for your insights. Um, I really can't thank you enough for what you guys as a company do. And I know it's to your point, your whole team, but knowing that you're out there and you're helping those first responders and you're setting up tents, um, you're setting up teams obviously with forest fires and different things like that. But knowing that we've got great companies that um, are not afraid to run in there with them with the right equipment to ensure that they have success in a time like this is super special. Um, you know, the last thing I always love um, as you know, I'm a big quote person and I'm always curious as kind of what quote drives you and kind of galvanizes some of that focus and some of the inspiration that you shared. And I would love to hear what that is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not a big quote person. I, I did struggle with this, you know, in, 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 in prepping, but kind of around the, 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 you know, the, the concept of teams and, and the journey. Um, this is, this is the quote that, that I came back with. And this is uh, one that, that is, you know, kind of been with me for, you know, a decade or more now. And uh, how it reads is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, it's an African proverb. It's not credited to anyone, you know, specifically. But when I think about that, and I think about the times that we're in right now is like, in order for us to get to where we want to get to long term, you know, we, we're gonna have to do this, do this together. And, uh, and, and that's what I, that's what I'd leave you with. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. It's a resource you can't get back and I appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah, Ryan, this has been a pleasure and I always enjoy talking to you and, and thanks for reaching out and, 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 and I'm grateful to, uh, to have this time with you and kind of share our story and what we're doing. So thanks again. You're very welcome.